Welcome to Square Circle Rewind, episode 30, where we are reviewing WWF WrestleMania 6. And before we get started, I just want to remind everyone to subscribe to us on YouTube, Square Circle Rewind Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything for all the all the up to date of what we're doing and more to come and more to come. That's right. That's right. So where does this take place from, Ben? WrestleMania Six is coming to you from the Skydome in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The first WrestleMania is being held outside the United States. Robert Goulet gives a soft and humble rendition of "O Canada." I felt very proud watching this. National anthem. All right, because you know, being Canadian. There you go. And uh, comment commentated by Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. God, they're they're so good. These two, yeah. they they work off each other so well. <laughs> they, do. they did they did really well, and the the attendance was sixty seven thousand. Sixty eight thousand. Yeah. Now is that like real tennis? Because I've always I've always heard that like WrestleMania three wasn't ninety three. <laughs> It was a worked number, but whatever. It still looked impressive. It, uh, I, you know, I buy that. It's 68,000. I buy it. To the WCW pay per view events we watched. Oh, 7,000. Seven, yeah. Uh, Over 60,000 more. 7,000. You know, you're being generous. I think some of them got like 2,500 in there. <laughs> yep. Some of them are really bad. So, uh, we're going to go to our opening match. Let's which do it. Which is the model Rick Martel versus Coco Beware. Um, what? Really, the first. The first note I have to make right now, why is this not Tito versus Martel? We have not ever seen a single match between them. Why? Well, why, why they, could have been, they could have had their blow off on a different thing. Why? Though. Do it now. It's a, it's a year. <laughs> but it's a year to the day where they where Martel walked off. Yeah, that's have true. Have the blow off match here. Because yeah. God knows you'll have a good ma- an easy good match with Tito and Martel now. Yeah. I wouldn't want that now, now would you? That's right. Uh, I, think, I would I like to Ben's point triggered. out... I, I do like the fact that uh, they came out on the little rings, like the on. Yeah, you know what I mean, like on, they, the, on the moving rings. The moving ring. It yeah. was good for the first two matches, and then after that, all the entrances were so long. I all, well, that, that's like, okay. A, that's a long walkway, but I do. I did like it. I just thought it was neat. I thought it was cool. The, the sky reaches of yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in WrestleMania three, they didn't have those ring ropes. It was it was just bars, right? Mm-hmm. And this time they did ring ropes, and I thought that was really cool. It was unique. It was different. Yeah. yeah. It was very slow, but it was yeah. unique. After the second could match, Could have put a, like, a few extra horsepower in those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could have souped it up a little bit. Uh, I thought Coco started out this match quick, to get, and it got the crowd going. Mm-hmm. Like, the crowd was into this match. I like his tights. I'm, 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 I'm a fan of wrestlers' tights and trunks and colors and <laughs> I, coordinations. I'm a, I'm a fan of color. Yeah. yeah, and I like his tights a lot. Fair enough. Coco Fair was enough. always a fun character. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was an okay opener. Like I didn't think it was. It, I well, it was an underwhelming. Let, let me, let me, it match. was it was underwhelming opener, but it wasn't the worst opener I've ever seen. No, no. I guess that's one way to put it. <laughs> it was just like, oh, okay. I didn't really have much notes for the match except for the one part where uh, Coco was in the Boston Crab, and he broke it by grabbing the apron, and not the bottom rope. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you could have saved yourself a lot of pain. Yeah, get some short arms. Just yeah. grabbing the rope, but he actually went the like he went the extra mile to grab that apron. Yeah, Coco's got some yeah. testicular fortitude. Basically, apparently, yeah. But if he went to grab the apron, shouldn't the ref have like 
broken it up as soon as he went under the throat because technically that is a yeah. rope break. Yeah, you would think. But there's a lot of confusion. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like how this this uh, air quote fake sport doesn't follow its own fake rules. Like, <laughs> drives me mental. Drives me. Otherwise, mental. that's the only note I really had. Um, it was okay. I Go guess. to the finish. Uh, Coco misses a crossbody and then gets put in the Boston Crab and taps to Martel. That's mm-hmm. it. No. And if if you actually watch the match, focus on how. Uh, the first time Coco gets put in the Boston Crab, he doesn't even fight it. Yeah, just like just lays there. Yeah, he's on, like, oh, on, okay. on his side. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's how I feel this match, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I gave this match a point two five. Point two five. Point two five. Unanimous. Unanimous. Should have been Tito. Yep. Should have been Tito. I agree with that. They uh, probably would have given a, at least a point seven five match. Yeah. It's easy. You know, that mm-hmm. one. That's this, easy money. This pay-per-view has 14 matches on it. And to be quite honest, they could have cut at least six of them off. Yep. You know, it, it clocked in at almost four hours. Like, what was it? Three hours and... Three hours, 35 minutes. Yeah. 35 minutes, and yeah. And some seconds. Yeah. Uh, like, that's that's a long pay-per-view. And you filled it with, with matches upcoming that were no good. And there was, like, like, most of the why? matches were short duration. Like, if you, yeah. actually, if you watch on the network, they have those highlight points. Yeah. The matches were like small. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, well, so it's like, what was point? Why would like like Ben was saying? Why don't you give us Rick Martel versus give us pay per view quality matches? Yeah, give us this is um, WrestleMania. You know, uh, give us Rockers versus Heart Foundation, Foundation number you know? one contendership on the line. Yeah, you know, like stuff like that. No, 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 no. We're gonna give you Heart Foundation versus what's the, the Bolsheviks. What's the biggest marketing? For WrestleMania, showcase of the immortals. I don't think they talk about that yet, though. Not no, yet, no, no, but no, eventually that's what they build towards. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not how you build that. No, no. But Rick Martel versus Coco Beware, with no storyline at all. And okay. even uh, okay. with Rick, even with Rick Rude, I mean, Rick Rude and Rowdy Piper kind of had something. Yeah, they had SummerSlam. They never really had a blow off either. Like I'm going, why did they do that here? Too? No, they had the blow off. And that no holds barred pay per view. No, it wasn't a pay per view. That remember after Survivor Series, they're talking about it was Hogan versus Zeus oh, in a cage. Oh, so that's kind of there. Saturday Night Main Event special. They had their they blow off then. And yeah. the following that event okay. was the no holds barred movie. I did. Yes, that. right. That's, that's right. right. And okay. then from there, it was the Royal Rumble, which started the rivalry between Piper and Bad News Brown. Okay, I did. Right. Got it. So there was a blow. Maybe that's where Tito and Martel had their blow off. Do Maybe we know that. I don't know that. I'm just, I'm just. Well, if they didn't, I'm spitballing here. Then I'm. <laughs> All right, let's go to the second match okay. before Ben loses his mind. All right, we got the the WWF Tag Team Championship, and this is pretty much the only title match we'll see up until the main event, and that is a long ways away. It's Demolition versus the Champions, a Colossal Connection, which is Haku and Andre the Giant, managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um. The only, this, go ahead. The only note I have was it felt like there was no chemistry or flow. No. This whole match was a vehicle to turn Andre face for his last match. Yeah. yeah. That was the whole point of this. Yeah. It was not to put on a good match at all. It was not. And it wasn't a good match. It was very limited. And it was a long match for what it was. Yeah. Uh, Haku... Is in the ring, so they start off hot. Andre and Haku go after demolition right off the the, the hop. Uh, Andre headbutts both of them, and then he goes and stands out in the apron. And Andre doesn't come back into the match the rest of the, mm-hmm. the rest of the time. And Haku just does everything. 
And I understand that Andre's really hurting at this time. I I think he's dead within three years of, yep. of this yeah. pay per view. Like it's it's quick. 2093. Under. Yeah, like you know, so you could tell. And I get that they that they knew this was his last match, so they wanted to turn him face. But it was just like uh, so underwhelming, you know. Just to give Demolition back the titles, it's like oh okay. Yeah, it was just a, like I said. It felt like there was no chemistry or flow. It was just robotic. Like everyone's just doing moves just to get to the finish. Yeah. Like there was like no story. There's there was nothing. No... Haku only did kicks and strikes, like kicks and like throat punches, and and Axe and Smash did just axed and smashed them. That was it. That's it. The entire match, and that this match went on for twelve minutes. It was a long match, and it, it felt longer because there was yeah. nothing going on, and the whole story was Andre's not in the match. Well, Haku never made even an attempt to go tag. <laughs> he didn't. But the announcers were trying to, like, like Ventura's trying to say, like, well, actually, Ventura was telling it right. He was like, well, Haku's got to get over and tag the big guy. And then Monsoon's trying to paint it that, like, oh, maybe he doesn't. So he's trying to paint the storyline. But I'm like, Haku, like, didn't even cross that half of the ring to go get him at all. <laughs> you know, it's just weird. Weird. You, you want to just go to the finish? Is that all you guys have from that? Yeah, that's all I have. All right, cool. I, well, one one thing, I'm just, I'm glad that Andre's last WrestleMania match, he had a title. Yeah, For yeah. At least going into it, yeah. Made to the company to get it to WrestleMania at this point, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I'm happy that he had a title. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Uh, so Andre finally gets in the ring just at the end, and he grabs, uh, he grabs. Um, I think it was Axe, and Haku goes to do his side or super kick to him, and Axe moves, and Haku kicks Andre, and then Andre does his his favorite his spot. favorite spot where he gets his arms wrapped in the ropes and he gets stuck, and then uh, Demolition hits their finish on Haku to win the titles. What's the finish called again, man? The Demolition Decapitation Elbow. There you go. The D- Is that actually what it's called? The DDE. Oh, okay, I've actually put here Demolition hits their finish because <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> So, Heenan comes in, and uh, he starts basically reaming out Andre after the match, telling him it's all his fault, and then he, he hits him. Well, he misses the first time, but then the second time he slaps him in the face, and then Andre grabs him and goes to paintbrush him and misses the first time. And then comes across and hits him with and like... And Bobby didn't sell it. Yes. I'm so, I'm yeah. so glad. He, he, he was just like, like, whoa, okay, that was close. And then he hit him again on the way. But like, <laughs> it, it was kind of funny. And then and then Haku goes for a kick. Andre catches him, throws him down. And then, uh, so he turns face. And then has Heenan and Haku go to leave in the, the, the ring cart thing. <laughs> Andre just gets in there and just like throws them both off and takes off in it. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> So I, I did like that Andre left as a face because I know this is his last match. And I think that's the only reason I gave this a point two five. I agree with that. I gave it a point two five as well. Yeah. That point two five just wasn't it wasn't a good match. I mean yeah. I understand behind it, but it still wasn't a good match. It didn't entertain me. Yep. I think Andre beating up Bobby Heenan was the most was entertaining, the most entertaining part. part of that match. Yep. yep. Unfortunately. Oy. Moving on, this is not a good start to the pay-per-view, <laughs> unfortunately. And next we got Hercules versus Earthquake. Who's not called Canadian Earthquake in Canada? What's going on here? He was Why wasn't ca- he getting cheered? He was, he was the Canadian Earthquake at Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. 
Now we're in Toronto. And now we're in Toronto, and he's, and he's just Earthquake. And he doesn't have the Canadian flag on Yeah, like, what is going on? You know, if he shows up at SummerSlam as Canadian Earthquake, I'm going to lose him. <laughs> I'm going to freaking lose that him. That whole pay-per-view is just done. Yeah, that's it. That that's it. Unless they took it off him because they didn't want him to be cheered because he's supposed to be a heel. Well, I mean, this is this is just a match where it's just it's supposed to amplify Earthquake as this big monster heel. It, this was a squash match. Yeah, it was. On a WrestleMania. It was. What the heck? The only the only note I have was I just I can't get into it. It was boring. I could not get into it, no matter no. how much they progressed. Or oh, you see that shot that, that Earthquake took, though? That gave him that, the bloody nose, yeah. though? No, oh. I missed that one. I looked Ooh. up, and he was covered in, in blood in his lips. I'm like, yeah, oh, Herc, uh, Herc uh, kind of gave him a stiff shot. Oh, it was a potato? Oh, yeah. He potatoed him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least, <laughs> at, least, at least there was juice, I guess. Meh. <laughs> Meh. But, other, oh, man, it was... There was nothing to this match. I got nothing, nothing. to add to it. I, like, it. This was an awful match. Yeah. It was... There was nothing... Literally noteworthy. Earthquake hits the earthquake splash. Is that what he calls? It? Yeah. No, the after the aftershock is what he does after the match. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So earth he hits the earthquake splash on Hercules to win the match, and then he does four aftershocks. And what I found funny was that Monsoon thought they were watching a replay of one of the aftershocks, and Ventura's like, "No, this is actually happening. <laughs> He's hitting him again." And Monsoon's like, "Oh my god!" So that was pretty funny. But I get this match to zero. Zero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 0.25. Alright. Wasn't awful, but it was uh but it wasn't good. No. Fair enough. I guess it's no. kind of good not to have a third unanimous. So hey. But to each their own. That's right. Alright, let's go on to the fourth match. <laughs> we got Mr. Perfect with the genius versus Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, at this point, I'm actually digging Beefcake's theme song. Yeah. When it hits, I'm actually like, I like this song. And then I remember who's coming out. Dun, 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 and then I'm like, bam, oh. Dun, 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 okay. dun, dun, bam, bam. We, have, we don't have rights <laughs> to this music. You did a really good version of that. Oh, man. I loved his tune. He was, it's uh, a good tune. <laughs> and then, you, like I said, then you realize who's coming out. You're no, like, oh, it, yeah, it's right. so 90s, that, that theme song. That is like the most <laughs> 90s theme song ever. And then, so the first note I have was right from the get-go, there's confusion. Yep. They go for a corner spot with perfect against the turnbuckles and it's hard he to explain. Just there's like there's stalls happening. Yeah. There's like arms crisscrossing. Like it just it looked very It's bad. like they're trying to grab but it's like Yeah. It was, you know, it's just awkward. It's it, awkward. And that was basically the best sign of what this match was gonna be. Perfect sold great for me. Yeah, I was going to say, my big note from this was perfect bump like crazy for him. He sure did. Like, he did my favorite corner bump where he hits the turnbuckle and does a front flip bump after he hits the turnbuckle. Yeah. I've always loved that spot. Yeah. But then he did a second one in the turnbuckle, which looked weird. Yeah. It was like a front bump flip thing. And uh, I just, it was an okay match. I I wasn't, like, the most entertained it should have just I there. lost a lot of uh, interest after the opening confusion. Which well, should have been way better. I mean, Beefcake and Perfect should yeah. have a good, a better match. Than and this. I, lo- I do love how Monsoon always said that was executed perfectly. Yep. Perfectly. Like, yep. <laughs> to yep. everything. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everything tra- Perfect did was perfect. Yeah. Like his his traditional uh, snapmare into that rolling. Yeah. Next sl- next snap or whatever. Neck snap the rolling snapback, which I've always loved how he did that. Um, 
Although there's a one part of the match, which is not a finish. It's not part of the finish. It's not a spoiler. Which is confusing, though, at the same time, where he, he gets hit with the scroll. Where he he smacks Bruce Beefcake with the with the genius scroll. Yeah. But then doesn't go for a pin. Yeah. He taunts, kicks him in the head, and then picks him up. Yeah. You just hit him with the foreign object. Pin the man. If you're going to pick him up, hit the perfect plex. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was confused. Uh, this was, yeah, this, this match was kind of booked weird. <laughs> um, I'm guessing they're going to start pushing Beefcake the way they're booking the match. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, what, what, was, what was the point of building perfect then to have yeah. him lose to Beefcake? It's just, it's just yeah, really it's, unusual. Yeah, shouldn't have lost. If you're going to have him lose, maybe have him lose to Warrior, which we're putting the cart before the horse here. Um, <laughs> beefcake slingshots perfect into the ring post and then... Perfect's just all wobbly. Hit and then he hit the post. Hit the post. And he sold it so well. He sold it yeah. great. And then Beefcake pins him. But the uh, Ventura and Monsoon don't even talk about it. Like, like I didn't know if, if Perfect streak ended. Like, was he still perfect? Does yeah, he was. This was his first like pinfall loss. This was his first. Okay. Yep. To Beefcake. To Beefcake. Beefcake. Yep. Bad. <laughs> Bad. Okay. Bad person. Bad guy to have you lose to. You know why not Warrior? Like, like, why not? Why not a guy on the way up? You know, have him lose to Warrior at Rumble or something like that. I don't know. Just uh, weird, weird booking decision. Um, I gave this match a point five more because I thought it was okay, especially compared to the first three matches. I thought it was better than the first three, and I gave two of them point two five. So I'm like, well, I gotta give this a point five then. It was better than the first three. Like, just. So I gave it a point five. I don't stress myself out too much with that. I gave it a point two five. All right, fair enough. Yeah, point two five as well. Fair enough. <laughs> Just too. So you you look generous. I'm I'm a very nice man. Mm-hmm. It's it's Christmas time. Merry Christmas! I'm generous. Gave you point five. <laughs> Such a nice man. <laughs> hey. Oh, I'm the wrestling Santa Claus. Oh, match five of fourteen. Okay. Match five is uh, Bad News Brown versus Roddy Piper. What was Piper thinking? <laughs> that is literally word verbatim what my first note is. He covered himself half black. And the reason that he did this is... This is, this is, this is from him, from an interview. He heard the, the song by Cindy Lauper, True Colors. And... He said he used that as his inspiration. inspiration. He calls the black side hot Scott and the white side hot rod or something. <laughs> and, oh, the, oh. and he had a white glove, which was supposed to represent Michael Jackson. So much confusion. So then he, so bad news Brown's already in the ring. Piper comes out on the mini ring. Piper right. for prime minister. That was an excellent, that was a great <laughs> He like gets in the ring, and I like to me. Bad news looked legit pissed. Oh, he was like shoot pissed. He bad was, news. Brown has said in interviews he said he was pissed in this match. Like he wanted to kill him, especially like it wasn't just like his arm because he's wearing a t-shirt and the kilt, uh, and and under like and where the kilt ends, he's got his knee pad and then his boots, so you can't tell that his legs done. So he takes off his shirt and half his body's done. Yep. And you're just like, oh my god, he went to like a lot of steps. And then he takes off the kilt and half his... And then the, his right leg is covered. 
And bad news is peeved. I, I'm surprised Piper got out of this match safe, <laughs> to be quite honest. From what I've heard about, like, how bad news just is a no-nonsense kind of guy. I don't Straight shooter. I, I don't even know why. On that note, that would explain the immediate aggression. Yes, yes. Because right from the get-go. They were <laughs> as weird as everything was, I was compelled to watch the match. Yeah, I I was too when I saw the expressions that Bad News was making. Well, I just see Piper. I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to see what's gonna happen here. <laughs> and like, I think it's safe to say that there wasn't really much wrestling holds or moves. No, there it was, was just brawling. Was there two? I think there was maybe two. two. The entire match. I there think was there was an arm bar. Maybe. <laughs> like there were. To be quite honest, uh, I didn't think this match was any good. It wasn't good. No, it wasn't. You know, like, I get if you're furthering the story, I guess it's okay. But I think I think if they were planning to have a good match, it got thrown out the window when Piper showed up half black. Yep. Um, and bad news was bad. When we're discussing Piper's paint more than the match itself. That's because there's nothing there's to the nothing match. There's nothing to happen. There's the nothing to the match. Um, both guys get counted out. Like and, and that's the thing. This, this is a rivalry match. They had brawled at Rumble. Why wouldn't you make this an ODQ or something? I Bad news should have gone over. You know, well, especially with Piper being half black, you probably should have let the, the <laughs> black man go over. But well, not only that, but I mean, holy moly! I mean, Brown. Uh, Bad news had worked programs as Macho Man when he was a champ. I mean, they were building him to be like one of the top heels. And at this point, Piper's just a part timer. Yeah. And Bad News is still on the road. He's contributing a lot more. I think he should have gone over in this match personally. And it would have amplified his uh, his character as well because, I mean, nobody had really... Um, nobody had pinned Roddy at this point still, not even Hogan. So, I mean, if you have Bad News go over on Piper, that amplifies him even more. Get him in a, get him in a program with um, Hogan or Warrior down the, down the road. Yeah. Well, there's nothing to this match. I gave it a point two five. Yep, same point two five. Not good. Sorry, bad news. I gave it a point two five as well. There we go. There we go. God rest their souls. So. Yes, yes. And then we go to the next match, which is the <laughs> quickest match on oh the card. Oh my god! And this this got me riled up. Okay. The Heart Foundation versus the Bolsheviks, and my note is nineteen seconds. This was a fast match, guys. This is a fast Heart Foundation of the Hometown Boys so, in 19 seconds. So, first off, Brett at Survivor Series was on his own in the 4x4s. Yep. So they had broken him and Anvil up, and they're looking to push these guys as singles. And fast forward six months, they're back as a tag team, and Ventura is talking about how if they win this match, they could be in, uh, they'll, be, they'll be challenging Demolition for their titles. Like, okay, that, <laughs> that changed quick. Um, gonna, I We can't even talk about the match without talking about the finish. Yep. Because <laughs> it was 19 seconds. Bolsheviks come out and start singing the Russian anthem. Brett and Anvil attack him. Wow, great babyface move. Well, and if you watch, Brett's trying to prevent Anvil from doing it. And That's right. And Anvil just pushes Brett like, nicely and then Austin just like clocks yeah, well, I forget who. From uh, not uh, it, it wasn't uh, 
Volkov. It was the other one. It was uh, or Zukov. And, and <laughs> why can't and, you remember his name? <laughs> or like I, I call him Z- Zorlov or Zulov. Zulov. I get Zulov. Yeah. I get confused between Kolov Zolov. and Volkov. You call him Zolov. Uh, but um, <laughs> don't mess with the Zolov. And then <laughs> Brett, you could see him just kind of shrug, be like, "Okay, I guess we're gonna attack him." And then they hit the hard attack. Yeah, and then which was pretty though. That was yeah, a pretty was a hard pretty, attack. I think and it was then, our first time seeing it too. It's kind of an oxymoron. <laughs> Pretty and then, attack. and then Brett pins uh, uh, Zukov, and then and then he just goes one, two, looks at the camera, three. He was really cool. I gave it a point five because I was like, you gave it a point five? Yeah, because it within the structure that heart that heart attack was a very pretty move. It didn't botch. It was nineteen seconds. It was a good nineteen seconds. I don't know what to tell you. I I, I enjoyed it. I was that's like, that was cool. That, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> There I gave it zero. I gave it zero for the fact it was nineteen seconds. See, but I'm not gonna punish them because it's not <laughs> like the wrestlers decided to have a nineteen second match. There was the guys in the back, and I thought they did the best they could with the time given, and that was a pretty hard attack. Point five. What do you think about that? Hey, you zero. guys. Uh, you guys are jerks. Zero. <laughs> jerks. Oh, well, the hometown boys get 19 seconds. That's right. Now, again, which we announced at the be- we we talked about at the beginning, uh, Heart Foundation should, probably should have faced the Rockers for the number one contendership. Well, you know, like you could have cut again. That. Heaven forbid you have another high prolific match. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially because you have the other title match, second match of the night. Like it's like, oh, okay, that's no, it. no depth to this pay per view. Yeah. Like zero depth. All right, let's go on to match uh, number whatever seven. You know, you know how I can summarize One, this pay per up so far? It's like it's the whole it's the game perfection where you have all those pieces that you have to put them in their fitted shapes, and it's like they had all these pieces that they could easily just put in there, make it better. But for some reason, they figured that the triangle will fit in the star just fine. It'll still work. Yeah. You know, just with a lot of aspects in this pay-per-view. I hate that game. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> match number seven. You couldn't beat it. That's I cool. couldn't. Uh, which is the Barbarian versus what? Tito Santana. So Where's that, Warlord? That's kinda, that's Powers kinda, of Pain broken up, I'm guessing? I guess. I was like... When I saw Tito with a random participant, and then I thought, Mark... Uh, Rick Mortel with a random participant. I was like, what is going on? Well, where did this <laughs> match come from? You know, okay. just throw it together. Like, All right, just put the, these two together. Just a, just a fast forward here. I have one note, and that is odd finish. That's all I got. The match itself, I I don't know why. It just, I thought Barbarian and Warlord uh, like were Warlord. good together. Because they could take turns and get blown up. Yeah, but Barbarian as a singles, I just uh, I can't stand them. It all just right. you know the whole match. But although I, I the, the only points I gave was for the finish. What do you have to say about this bet? Uh, actually, I thought the match was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I what thought this. I I, I I thought it was decent because yeah. when I saw the two guys, I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is. Or not when good. you saw one of them, at least you go. Yeah, I was like, this is not well. Tito Santana before. I'm going to try my hardest. Arima. I'm like, what? You're gonna try your hardest? Hey, it's not better than eat your vitamins. Why you gotta be taking pot shots <laughs> at my guy? 
What's wrong with you? Because my guy cheers and ripped the door off the top. Hogan. Hogan. Uh That's my guy's promos, okay? Um But I was like, Tito, you're gonna try your hardest? Yep. Like, what? You're here to like this is supposed to be still a sport we're thinking at this time. You're supposed to try to win, not just try your hardest. No, but anyway, and it didn't, um, it didn't work out. So yeah, like they they definitely like uh, underpromoted, but I thought they overdelivered for what they promoted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like I thought this was an okay match. Uh, Barbarian hit a big boot that looked like it took off Tito's head. Yep. Holy crap! Like Tito ran right into that thing, um, and. It was a quick match, so I didn't notice Barbarian getting blown up. Hmm. Lucky. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, you're just mean. Like I said, the only reason I gave the point I gave was the finish. With Barbarian hitting that. Because it looks so nice. Beautiful clothesline off the top and rope. And Tito's holding it so well. Tito's so I don't even like know if he had a, But to be honest with you, I don't think Tito had any choice but to sell it that way. Oh, I don't. Barbarian <laughs> hit him. Like, if he would have tried they to do a standard him. back yeah. bump, it would not have No, no, well. he had to sell it. He had him. the small package himself. Yeah. Like it, it, yeah, it looked devastating. So Barbarian wins the match. I thought this was okay. 0. 0.5. 0. 0.25. You're, you're no, a, I gave 0. 0.5. You're a hater. I you're a hater. <laughs> I'm a hater. Yeah. Okay, this is, like, it's we're seven matches in. And this eighth match is where I got really annoyed. Right? We're seven <laughs> oh, matches in. This eighth match. match is where I got annoyed. The eighth, is, it took eight matches to be annoyed. I was annoyed. Wow. That must annoyed. be very... Match number eight of 14 is the mixed tag team match of the Macho King Randy Savage and Sensational Queen Sherry. I spelt Queen Q-W. I don't know why <laughs> I did that. Um... And, maybe um, like, maybe you put two U's together. Q-W-E-N. Uh, okay. Wow. Hooked on phonics did not work for me. Uh, Quen Sensational Sherry. Quen uh, Sensational Quen Sherry versus uh, Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. Wow. And Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire come out to different music, and I didn't like it. <laughs> like, that, that. that's what started it for me. No, there was no cowbell. There was nothing. There was nothing. It was some weird yeah. 90s version, and I was like... Why, the 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 uh, no? You need the cowbell and and the American Dream. That's what I want to hear. Uh man. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I get yeah, what you're saying. and then they came out to some like Jimmy Snuka type music, and I was like, S- what? S- super fly. Yeah, like or whatever the hell it is. It's like, oh my god. What made me laugh though is as Dusty and Sapphire come out. Ventura loses his mind because the announcer says their combined weight was 465 pounds. And he's like, what? Dusty's not 200. Sapphire's at least 250. And I was like, oh my God. He's just, yeah, Jesse he's going off. He didn't that hold was, back. That was phenomenal. Every time that Sapphire was on the screen, he had a comment. Yep. Yeah. And to me, that boosted my entertainment value, which played into my end score of this match. Because Ventura boosted it. I thought he was hilarious. Uh, I The only note I have was the first one was uh, Terrible Hip Strikes by Fa- uh, Sapphire. Wow. Terrible. Uh, wait, wait. You're missing a key point to this match? Yeah, who else is involved? Yeah, the Crown Jewel, baby. The Crown Jewel. Dude, did you not... Did you just miss that part? I don't know. I don't know where Miss Elizabeth, man. Yeah. That was a big part of the match. Sure. Oh. 
Okay, sure. everybody, this when we looked at Dave and um, said that this is what his face basically looked like. They're gonna see my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a bit, so Miss Elizabeth comes down because she's the crown jewel. Yep, yep. So, and then that gets that gets Macho flustered, gets him off his game a little bit. Yeah, that plays in. Now go on with your. So because of this, Sapphire delivers terrible hip strikes. Exactly. Go on. I don't understand how this connected. <laughs> go on. <laughs> you, you missed. You, you missed jumped. Elizabeth. You went right you to jumped. the hip checks. Yeah. Sorry. Talk about your hip checks. Okay, I've never liked non-wrestlers on pay-per-view matches because okay. I always find that they have to book the match to hide the weaknesses of the celebrity, but it weakens the actual wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Like this match was billed, or sorry, booked around Sapphire and Sherry, and so I thought it affected Dusty and Savage. Yeah. Where when they Took were in the ring, well, whatever time they got into the ring, it was rushed because they got to... Sherry would come in and attack, and then Sapphire would come in, and then the, the, they, they kept saying there's going to be no women on man violence or anything. There's no women. And the women went and, and attacked then, the men. Yeah, and then sensational Sherry hits a top row body splash and goes for a pin. The ref counts on Dusty. Yeah. yeah and I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. So this whole match, I didn't, it's not that I didn't like the fact that it has Savage and Rhodes in it. It's that it wasn't a one-on-one -on -one match with Sapphire and... Sherry being managers or valets this <clears throat> time. And then Elizabeth comes out afterwards and somehow gets involved. Yes. Something. It just, I've never liked celebrities in matches because it always shortchanges the actual wrestlers and yeah. the match just goes downhill. Because me and Ben had a little bit of a discussion on WhatsApp about that. And I, I think he finally understood what I was trying to say, where I just like, the match could have been so much better and greater just having Savage versus Rhodes. I agree. If you have those two, those two face one on one, and then have the ladies figure into the finish somehow. And now here's my biggest point that I didn't say the Ben because I wanted to say it for the podcast. Another reason why I hate celebrities in matches is safety. Was she going? Was Sapphire going for a DDT or a suplex? Nobody knows exactly because it was so poorly executed that sh that Sherry could have been so. Injured because I don't think Sherry knew what bump she was supposed to take. Yeah. And I don't think Sapphire knew what she was supposed to do. <laughs> and that's all my notes for this match. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, well, I loved how Elizabeth was involved in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> don't be so condescending with your... Uh -huh. Sorry. That God damn. Com completely wrong. The spots where Macho King and Sherry being in a position where they run into each other, I thought those spots were great. Yeah. They're very entertaining. Mm -hmm. It added to the match. Made it better. Um, wait, wait. When, when you yeah. said it made it better, are you combating with me right now? I don't know. When you say made it better, like as if my ruling no, was I not. I just said it made it better. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't understand, yeah, I don't understand why Macho tagged in Sherry and then she goes for a splash to the top rope. It's like, um, that, that, that's a girl, that's a guy, okay. <laughs> the ref counted. Okay. Yep, well, it's happening, it's happening, we're Overall, doing this. Overall, as a whole, like, I do agree that Sapphire, uh, no, she's not, a, she's not a, a competitor, but at the same time, you can't have the same expectations for her as you would like a sensational Sherry or a women's wrestler. You can't have those same expectations. She is limited. We know she's going to be limited. Dave doesn't care. 
I don't care. He doesn't care about your opinions. It's like inviting a celebrity to play on the Stampeders or the Eskimos. Hey, I didn't say it was bad. And it wasn't bad them. booking. I didn't say that. Uh, just... For you American fans out there, he's talking about the CFL. CFL. Sorry. <laughs> You guys might be sitting there wondering, like, what the heck it's you're talking Canadian about. It's Canadian football league, not yeah. the Confederate football. Yeah, it's <laughs> Canadian football league. It's three downs, bigger field, bigger balls, extra point for missed field goal. It's a wonky league. We give but, we give points for trying. Yeah, it's yep. a it's a wonky league up here in Canada. But let's go on. <laughs> Whole was it nine teams? Uh, yep. 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 Overall, just the body of work with the match. I thought it was a fun match, and it was entertaining. That's what I was just going to say. I was entertained it was by match. it. I know that there was sloppiness, but I'm with Ben where you can't expect Sapphire. I can. Well, you're being unreasonable. Now what, you're being grossly unreasonable. She's in a wrestling ring. Wrestle. What? Now, now I will say whoever told her to Be do careful that what you say next, Jesse. shouldn't have told her to do that. <laughs> like They shouldn't have been like, hey, why don't you go out and do a suplex? No. Just do your hip. Thrust thing the entire match. That's all you got to do. But they could have saved this match before it just been one on one. To be quite well, honest, and the reason I didn't like it is they no one bumped Sapphire. She didn't take any bumps at all. No. Well, no. Well, you're in a wrestling ring. Take a bump. No. Or don't Sapphire go on the ring. Is not in. Then don't, don't go on the wrestling ring. Anyways, if you can't be bumped. If you can't, can't give bumps, expect her to do that stuff when she's if you, the she's, manager. If she's booked as a competitor, I do expect her to do some wrestling. She did. She did some hip checks and she slapped Macho. <laughs> That's a wrestling move. I want to see her get an elbow drop. Well, she stood in the way of Dusty <laughs> when Macho was at the top rope, about to dive to the outside, and she stood in front of his way, so she was ready to take a shot. I want Macho, to see it happen. Macho. And how many of those did Macho hit on the outside? Actually, Four? no. Sure, er, Sapphire does take a bump because when they're on the outside, Macho grabs her and kind of throws her over to the side. So That's right. She, did. she rolled. She does take that a bump. That counts. That counts. That wasn't she a, bump. a bump. She rolled. She it counts. It counts. You're just being you're being purposely blind to what happened. She took a bump. Because nothing happened. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so Sherry gets distracted by Miss Elizabeth. And then Sapphire gets on all fours behind Sherry, and Elizabeth does the weakest push you've ever seen to Sherry, and she topples over Sapphire, and Sapphire crawls over and basically just pushes her legs on top of her. Like, what would you call it? Rolls her up, I guess? Exactly my point. She couldn't even execute a pinfall. Yeah, she rolls her up. One, two, three. Dusty and, and Sapphire get the win, and then Dusty, Sapphire, we, okay. you know and Miss no. Elizabeth have a dance party. No, this is the best point to my argument. We saw more time for Sapphire than we said than we saw for Bret Hart on yes. WrestleMania. How does that not frustrate you? I didn't say that didn't frustrate me. Bret Hart only got 19 seconds. Yeah. In Toronto, Canada, That's Sapphire got more fault. point, more time. That's not Sapphire's fault. What does Toronto, Canada have to do with anything? He's not from Toronto. He's from Calgary. He's from Canada. He's, can he's Canadian. Okay. Let's not get into this. Just because you're Canadian doesn't mean you can be the main event of every goddamn Canadian pay-per-view. When, when you're Canadian, everywhere in Canada is your hometown. No, that's retarded. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's so silly. If it was in Calgary, I'd be right on board with you guys. If it was in Toronto. Let's calm down. Anyways, anyways, did we we set the finish, which was the the pretzel fold over? Yeah, I gave this yeah. match a point five because I was entertained. Point 
two, five. <laughs> for as much Just as because I'm Macho's attire. I was gonna say for as much as you that hated was the on this outfit. That's why I love the attire. Best outfit I've ever seen him. The in. first was was when the, when they were main eventing with Hogan and Zeus, and he I, had the black and white. I, I'm guy. surprised you gave it a point two five the way you're railing on it. I thought his it was attire was amazing. <laughs> and I gave it a point. You would have been in deep trouble if you gave this zero. I was going to. Until he saw his, Until I saw his, Until he saw his tights. What'd you give it, Ben? I gave it 0.5. I was entertained by the match there you overall. Go. All right. Now mm. let's go to the next match. And I think this is going to be another one where you guys are going to get mad. <laughs> okay. Next one is the Orient Express versus the Rockers. Um, good synchronized moves by the Rockers. Um, Pat Tanaka does this really cool turning... Like snap cross body yeah. block. I, yeah. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that was different. What do you gotta say, Dave? I'm trying to I'm trying to remember that spot. It was it was really it was near the uh, beginning of the match. I must have missed that. Where his back is turned and then all of a sudden he just does like this snap cross body block. It yeah, was just it looked pretty it was really quick. Oh I, I but it was cool. Have, it was I must pretty. have missed that one. It was um, well done. Um Ori Express get worked. Uh, oh. Pretty decent. I thought you asked what, what, what my notes were. <laughs> oh, I thought Ben no. was done. Oh. No, I was not done. <laughs> we're rushing you, Ben. They've ga- they gave a good shine to the Rockers, I thought, the Orient Express. And I I did like the um, the spot where uh, Jenny gets blind and he's basically just rummaging around, like trips over the, the, the barricade. And the fans are like, was, what are happening? That was, was amazing. <laughs> that was pretty good. Was um, amazing. I will say that the first note I saw, or sorry, the first one I wrote, was this was the first match I saw a small competitor do a power slam. Yep. Because usually that's a move that was reserved for the big guys. So yep. see Gennetti hit a power slam, I was like, finally! This is a, a move that everyone can use. Uh, and then my next Well, as long as he's doing it to a similar-sized opponent. Like, you don't want to see Gennetti doing that to uh, Barbarian. Barbarian. <laughs> is it weird that we all thought of Barbarian? Yeah, kind of right. I was thinking Barbarian as well. I was going to say Zeus at first. <laughs> Zeus doesn't bump for nobody. Zeus does not bump. <laughs> the second note I wrote was, uh, I love the setup for the double super kick mm-hmm. by the Rockers. Janetti um, is really good at those like flipping RVD type over the back reversals. Yep. Yeah. Like, he's so good at the twisting corkscrew reversals. Yeah, he makes, he makes the reversals look pretty. And it makes it look so simple. Yep. Like, he's like, yeah, you, you know, you can do it just like I can do it. Like, it just... I want to go do his flips now, but I liked it. But to be honest, I just, I think it was just mentally drained. This is match number nine? Yeah, like I just, I was liking it, but I found myself distracted. Like I wanted to go switch laundry. I wanted to, like, I just could not be mentally attracted to this match as I should have been because it really wasn't. Discipline. It wasn't, okay. Unagi. (laughs) It wasn't. I gave it my point because I think it was just more of a fault of my own. I just could not stay attracted to the match. I just kept finding so you're punishing like, the competitors. Basically, for yeah, you not being. I just could not get into it. I was just like, I just. You're just, man, unreasonable today. I'm just in one of those moods. Oh well, I'm, I'm triggered. I'm gonna come in. I like this match. I thought this was a good match. I thought these two teams worked well together. Uh, especially compared to the previous eight matches that I've seen, this <laughs> this was dynamite compared to what I've seen on this pay per view, and um, I liked it. 
I liked everything about it. I was entertained by it. Yep. Kept me interested. Kept me in. Especially the finish, which you which you said earlier. Gennetti goes out to uh, run after one of the Orient Express, and then Fuji distracts him. Then he turns around, and he gets blinded by powder. And then he just walks around the outside, not knowing where he is, and falls over the barricade. He made and, it look really believable. And he, and he made it look like he was actually blind. And Sean doesn't even help him. That's that's what yeah, I, Sean walks by and he like taps him on the shoulder. Yeah, Sean <laughs> walks by and he's like, hey, let's get going, buddy. And then he just walks away. And I'm like, what, why wouldn't you is help this him? It to yeah, say that Sean, he's blind. What are you doing? And I want to I wanna know if that was like, because the rockers are going to be breaking up here. Don't say that. Is this Was this the start of it? Don't say that. I am not emotionally ready for that. I, I do wonder if that was the start of it, though. And you know why it probably started? Because I think Shawn Michaels, when he tapped Gennetti, that was the momentum that sent Gennetti into the guardrail and over it. There you go. That's where the fight happened. There you go. Gennetti finds out, hey, you pushed me, and I flew into the fence. So the Rockers get counted out, Orient Express get the win? How many counts do we need in this damn pay-per-view? I don't know. But I gave this a .75. I like this. Would you give it, you prick? Can we just skip my score? Nope. I give it a point. I give it a point five. I give it a 0.25. Whoa! You said you liked it, and you still gave it a point two five. You're not consistent at all. No, I said I didn't. I liked it, but then I found myself distracted. So why I wouldn't just, you give it a point five? So just give point five. I just didn't feel as a point. Oh, five. you're mean. You're absolutely mean. And you gave it a. I gave it point five. Point five. All right, let's go right. on. It wasn't. It wasn't great, but it was all right. Let's go on to the 10th match. Oh, jeez. Oh, do we have to go? Okay. We could I, just touch on this it. This is actually the Oh, I got notes. I have. Oh, I got notes. I got this notes. is the match I have the most notes for. It's yep. the worst match on the card. Have you noticed a trend that the matches that are the worst, we have the most notes for? It? It's, like, it's like we get excited to bash it. <laughs> well, at least something good comes out of it. Um, it's also Dina, because the good matches, were, you're so engrossed in them. That you don't have time. You don't to write want to write notes. You don't have time to write notes. I find that you know the Rockers Orient Express. I don't have any notes. I'm going off memory because I was so into it mm-hmm. that at the end I was like, "Oh crap! I didn't write anything." Uh, the finish was this. <laughs> <All right>. So <laughs> match number ten is Dino Bravo versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Now, if you who comes out with an American flag, like, are you just the Jesse PG for family friendly? Family friendly. Ever family God. friendly, control it, and then and then and, and, and then don't whisper. It doesn't make it sound less angry. <laughs> he starts chanting USA, USA in Toronto, and he seems dumbfounded that no one's joining him. Yeah, and I love Ventura just railing on him. I'm yeah. like, thank you, <laughs> thank you this so very. This idiot's not even in the USA. Why is he chanting it? And Monsoon's trying to like stick up for him, but he can't. He's like, oh, no, uh, he's, de- he's dead in the water. Yeah. Uh, my, my notes are... Doug by the way, dump- when, when he did that, I gave it a zero right off the hop. I didn't even give the match a yeah. chance. <laughs> well, I was like, no, no, I can't. I can't. Remember, book is, entrance see, is, is, is possible to give a match zero before they enter the ring, even. Well, with Duggan, it's, it's quite expected, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, my notes are this. Is Duggan, you dumbass, start a U.S. chant in Toronto, Canada. Idiot. Uh, Duggan was getting booed, and he's du- and he's confused. Idiot. <laughs> if Duggan was smart, he would have had a Canadian flag. Ben, can we reenact one of our favorite commentary segments? He's a maniac. He's, he's an idiot. idiot. <laughs> um, Duggan equals the worst <laughs> seller in history. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. Are you talking about that that one part where he takes an inverted atomic drop? Yeah, and then sells his back. 
How does that make sense? <laughs> I'm, I'm not, <laughs> next I'm not is... contributing anything to this. Just not. Okay, and like, if Duggan had come to the ring with a Canadian flag and then he got probably to the still ring, would for you to say Well, he put his hands on his uh, on his hips like he usually does. Just kind of looks around and actually starts going Canada. Like the play, he would have been a rock star. Yeah. He would have been a rock star. They could have still had the crappy match they had, and he would have been a rock star. It wouldn't have mattered. I would have given it an automatic point five. I would have given it a two for just genius. But instead... But instead, we get a match where uh, Bravo goes to hit a clothesline and botches it. (laughs) Clotheslines are hard to hit. (laughs) Especially when Duggan's taller than you. Especially when you're standing right there. How... Okay. Duggan is, I would say, four... Inches taller than Bravo. Yep. Maybe even more. He's 6'5". Yeah. Bravo still misses the clothesline. How? Duggan's and injured. Okay, and, and yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, the, the inverted atomic drop where he holds his lower back. And I'm like, okay. That, wow, I'll look past that. And then the, should I just go to the finish? Yeah, you can tell the finish. Please. Uh, the terrible bump by Bravo from the two-by-four strike. <laughs> So Bravo's bent over. He gets hit in the middle back by a two by four, and he does a Lex Luger back bump. Remember how Luger always back bumps everything to escape? Yeah, but he he didn't snap it like Luger no. Did. He, he <laughs> Luger's yeah, snap. Bravo's bent stuff. over, Ben, touching his toes. Yep, gets hit in the back, and he back bumps. That's right. Wouldn't you just do a front face bump or like a front roll? Maybe he was because the momentum's taking you down. Physics but no, dictate, yes. no, Bravo's like I'm going to sell up and back. I gave this match to Tiro because I felt if I even gave it a point two five, that you would probably banish me from this podcast from here on. Yeah, we would. Yeah. yeah. Here's but, the be- here's the best part of the match. It's uh, over. <laughs> well, that an earthquake comes in, squashes Duggan four or five times. <laughs> yeah. And earthquake still isn't getting cheered for this. So I'm going. Okay, no. now I'm actually getting mad at the Toronto fans here. <laughs> this guy just came in with a U.S. chant and an American flag. Your hometown boy just basically crushed him, and you've got crickets. It's like, what? What is this, guys? Like, like draws my own stomping grounds. But even I'm going, hey, guys. And can we can we have a match where Duggan doesn't use a two by four? No, no, like ever. Just coup de gras. Like, oh. Uh, so zero, zero, zero. yeah, zero. 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 Okay, let's go to the next match. I, bit, I would have to wear a paper bag. Over Listen, my face we, we lied. Anything. We lied. We you said lied. there was only there's only two title matches. We lied. This there's is a third this is a title match. Yep. Oh yes. Yes. Tell us the match, Ben. Give it to us straight. All right. <laughs> Give it to us. Jump like a talk. Next match is Jake the Snake Roberts versus the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase for the Million Dollar Championship. Okay. Now, I like this match. Well, first, before you get started, I laughed so hard watching DiBiase coming out, and then on the left side of it, you see Duggan <laughs> being carted out, just passed out, rhyming in pain. I laughed so hard when I saw that. It's <laughs> so horrible for me to say, but I just, uh, I, I was um, giddy when I saw that. Now, this is a lesson that WWE needs to learn from today's pay-per-views, especially their big four. Uh, long pay-per-views are hard on the crowd in the arena. And while watching. The people watching at home can, like, get up and walk away for a time. 
Yep. We, but if you're in the crowd, you're stuck. And what happens is, even during a good match, they start doing the wave and not caring. Yeah, like when you... <laughs> that and, and, that and frustrated me too. As I a wrestler, it's it's got to suck for them because they're having a good match, but the crowd has sat there for... Has it been three hours by this point or close to? Uh, close, close to, to, close close to, to three hours. And they sat through some really, really <laughs> bad matches... And this is a good match, and they've lost interest. Just And it's not anything to do with the two guys in the ring, because they put on a great match. It was all because the paper was too long and, and too cluttered with crap. Oh, another note I, I want to make, too, was um, uh, Jake's promo before the match was better than Duggan's match. <laughs> that can be said for every Jake promo to every Jim Duggan match. Okay, yeah. well, yes. I, I guess so. And I'm even counting the ones where he was drunk. And stuff, where he was going through his troubles. I'm counting those two better than every Jim Duggan match. Okay. Yeah. What do you got to say about this match, Dave? Um. I I love how they teased the, the DDT right yeah. from the get go. Like it's an end all be all. Like that move is. I I miss I miss those days when a finisher could be the end all. Well, the be finish all. was actually literal. It was yeah. the actual finish. But it can't it can't be done now. You know. Uh, uh, killing the town podcast by Storm and Sias talking about it this past week. When you don't have squash matches anymore, and you have like star against star every week, mm-hmm. you can't get over a finish. No, it's difficult. It's 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 too hard. I think the only like finisher that they've booked really well right now is the F five. Yep. Once he Brock hits it, but he done. he only wrestles five times a year. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason it can work, right? But if he was wrestling week in week out, it wouldn't be as powerful because you'd have to take a loss eventually. Right? Mm-hmm. So, or someone would have to kick out. Mm-hmm. So far, this is my favorite match of the card. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, go on. Uh, Dave, Dave was going to give us some Yeah, I, I, I love how you asked him my points. And, and then took over? Off. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, <laughs> I like the pace of the match. Yep. It was, it's what the fans needed at this point. It was fast-paced. After Everything the mattered. All the, the moves, all the moves mattered. Yep. Stop all it. the mannerisms mattered. Like, the fans were into it, even though... I'm going to say at least 30,000 were doing the wave. Yep. The ones that were into it were actually into it. Yep. Um, I like how the title was on the line. It was a good change, considering all these other matches just felt like there was like, let's just put this person here. So that added some an element to it. I liked the match. I did not like the finish. Yeah, the finish was wonky. I will give you that. The finish was wonky. And that's what lost points for me. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add before I go into the finish? Uh, I just that everything in the match made sense. Yeah, it all flowed very, very nicely. Psychology was pretty much perfect. Yeah, even from Virgil. Yeah, yeah. He, he took a nasty body slam on the outside, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. And then he no sold it. But. And I just I love the I love the build up for the DDT. I thought we were oh. gonna see it, and it just at that 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 was Jake's best quality. He could yank the carpet under your feet so well. Yeah. But still keep you dialed in. So Virgil distracts Jake Roberts outside the ring, and Roberts attacks him. And then DiBiase sneaks up and gets the uh, Million Dollar Dream on Roberts, and then uh, knock basically knocks him out. And then he DiBiase rolls him at the last second to get the count-out win. They kind of just... Like, Anti-climax. Had me, had me, had me, had me, had me, and then he did that, and I was like, oh. Another freaking count-out finish. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was a good match, and both guys worked really well with each other. So good. I gave it a point seven five. 
Same with me. I gave point seven five. Even though I, I do agree with the the finish being very anticlimactic, the, so the, body, the, finish, the body work supersedes it. Yeah. So let's say the finish was Roberts goes over clean with a DDT. Would you have given it a one? No, I'd probably still give it a point seven five. Still, yep. Yeah. I give it a point five. I, I wasn't giving a point seven five, but the the finish just I'm like okay. Yeah. Well. See, the finish didn't ruin it. Like it was kind of like oh crap, another countout, but it didn't ruin the the match. The match was still good. So. I just kind of went, oh, really? Count? That could have been better, but hey, that was an awesome match. That was and then, uh, and then, uh, then Roberts after the match hits the DDT onto to Ted DiBiase, so you get to see the DDT, and then Virgil takes off with the million dollar belt, and and. So Robert celebrates, and then Virgil comes running back and grabs DiBiase and takes off. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Good bodyguard work, Virgil. Good job, buddy. Good job. Well, he ran up and down uh, that aisle twice. He was, just, going, he was, you know what? He was sprinting. Good for him. So let's go to the semi-semi main event. <laughs> this is the Big Boss Man versus Akeem. I love Slick. <laughs> God, I love Slick. Right the dance? The match. Oh my god, I love Slick so much. He's one of my all-time favorites. I love his, um, the song. Where was Dibiase hiding? Underneath the ring, maybe? Was he? And he just pops out and he attacks Boss Man. I'm just like, what? What? I'm like, why, why is he attacking Boss Man? I don't understand. Because... The only reason I knew why is because a fan, fans wrote a sign saying Boss Man can't be bought. That's the only way I knew. There's also, a brother, there's a brother love segment that uh, happened uh, prior. It's when Bossman actually turned face. Um, basically, Roberts stole a million dollar belt. Bossman came into the match and beat Jake Roberts with his nightstick and everything like that, and um, took the belt back. And then the brother love segment started, and. Uh, something along the lines of Dibiase saying, you know, if you have something stolen, what do you do? You go get the police. And then said, and I, and he goes, Slick, you did a good job. I paid you guys very, very well. And then Bossman kind of goes, payoff. What's this about a payoff? I was, I was hired to get stolen property. You didn't say anything about no payoff. What is this? And oh. so Bossman was upset that he was bought. To do something rather than just him be a, just him being, being, a cop. A, a, being a cop and ah, you know gotcha. abiding by the law. Gotcha. And so, um, es- essentially, what happened was Bossman went back to the ring with the million dollar belt, and or sorry, with uh, Damien, he stole Damien with the belt inside of it, and um, Bossman reaches in the snake bag, takes out the the belt, which I thought. was ballsy as hell <laughs> and um, actually said you know what you want your belt back you gotta go earn it so he puts it back and goes and uh, gives it back to Jake Roberts and takes the handcuffs off really okay alright there we the only reason I knew that, that when I saw DBS come out was because of the, of the fan sign just go on YouTube and watch a segment Boss Man Turns Face so that that's that's a good thing to know now now for me it still didn't matter to my score <laughs> because DBS beats up Boss Man Mm-hmm. Bossman goes into the ring, proceeds to squash Akeem, and hit the Bossman slam to win. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Why even attack him? That match was pointless. And that match never really happened. The bell never rung. Yeah, it did. When? 
Uh, right, After he got the crap kicked out of him and got into the ring. When he was outside the ring, the bell rung. The ring while he was outside? Yeah. Because when he, when he rolled into the ring, there was no bell. Yeah, because it was outside. DiBiase what? DiBiase beat him up and left, and then the bell rang, and Boss Man was outside. And I'm like... They rang the bell while a competitor was still yeah, outside. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think that's allowed. No, that, that, that's why... Yeah, I, no, the bell rung. The, that, the only was, note I had was, was there was no bell ring. It was a true match. It was a true match. Pointless match, but it was true. What? Yes. So confusing. But... The 90s were a confusing uh, time. I will say, though, that Akeem... Took the boss man slab pretty nicely for a big man. For yeah. a big man, yeah. Like he 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 went out like, like a foot off the ground. I can't wait till boss man starts spinning. It's the a spinning, bit. oh yeah. yes. Um, I gave it a point two five, just because I loved how DiBiase attacked him before the match, and I liked it so much. I was actually gonna give it a point five for that, but then I didn't like how Bossman went in and just hit Super Cena mode, and yeah. then, then squishes squash uh, Hakeem. I'm like, okay, yep. Like you just got like, your butt kicked. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter. So I gave it a point two five. What about you, Ben? I gave point two five as well. It, um, yeah, it just wasn't good. I mean, it was just it was put together really unusually, and it's just yeah. Now, now, before we get into the next match, we had a performance. Mm. Oh, did, did you want me to talk about this? Or you want to? I have no comment because I skipped. No. It. Uh, okay. I mean, the Hard Foundation have nineteen seconds, but we get fifteen minutes of this. It was that long? Yeah, Rhythm and Blues yeah. comes out and performs. I may miss a hunka. Hunka, 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 hunky love. What? That's the title? Yeah. Hunka, hunka, hunka. I thought it was. Is just, it four hunkas or? Well, Sean Mooney said it was, but it's just hunka, hunka, honky love. Okay, I'm sorry. When they actually say uh, it. And, and an interesting note uh, DDP is the one that's driving the pink caddy, bringing yeah. Rhythm and Blues to Which the Which is line. actually his Cadillac. Yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, Greg or uh, Greg Valentine looks awful with jet black hair. Just by the way, like yeah. just awful. Goes from working with Ronnie Garvin to Honky's sidekick. Yes, and then Bushwhackers come out. My favorite, and they interrupt. <laughs> almost, Selling programs. Yeah, and I almost would have preferred just to hear the end of so Hunky 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 Love. And then we go to the semi-main event. Actually, what would have made that better was if DDP drove the Cadillac and just ran them both over. Yeah. But that would have been murder. Yeah. That would not have been good. That. That's not exactly PG. That Not exactly. All right, let's go to the semi-main event. Out, just diamond cut both of them and just <laughs> oh, he wasn't ready. hold it up. He wasn't ready for that. Let's go to the semi-main event. Well, in that segment, he would have been. Um... Ravishing Rick Rude versus Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Um, How does Jimmy Snuka get the semi-main event? He's Jimmy Snuka. What the heck is going on? Like, this card is paced weird. It's just Very so much so. So weird. Um, Rick Rude does not look impressed being in this match when he's coming down to the ring. And he just doesn't do his usual shtick in the ring. No, no. Yeah, he doesn't care. I don't think he cares. I think he's actually purposely just kind of sabotaging the match by not doing his usual routine because that's yeah, how maybe. cool he thinks. He's working with Snuka. He just, the previous WrestleMania, he was in the Intercontinental Championship with the Ultimate Warrior, and now he's working Snuka. Yeah. And that, that's wrong, too, in my mind. The only note I have is uh, match is very sloppy. Oh, God, yes. Very sloppy. It's a nothing happening well match. Paced. And Root is usually very good at controlling the pace of the match and dictating it. 
and and telling the story. But this match, I, I just felt like he, like you said, Ben, to carry on with what you said, like he didn't care because it didn't feel like a rude match at all, which is really good. Um, the second was, I can't stand Snuka. No, I just can't get get his like I can't get involved with him. And then there's a part where he Irish whips Rude into the corner, and Rude comes out of the corner, and then Snuka just grabs him and hits him with an eye rake. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, that made no sense. I was like, what is going on? And after that, I, I just tuned out. Like, I actually missed the finish. Oh, well, I'll tell you the finish. Please, because I, I, I didn't Snook, even rewind. Snuka misses the diving headbutt, and then Rude picks him up and hits the Rude Awakening. Oh, I didn't miss my turn. One, two, three. Point two five for this match. I give it a zero. Yeah, I gave it zero too. Well, can you explain your point two five? I didn't think it was awful. I really. It wasn't as bad as Bravo Duggan and Hercules. Oh, it wasn't far off. Oh wow! But it was better, in my opinion. It was better than that. Would you, okay? I, okay, sure. Would you consider taking it to a zero? No. Okay. <laughs> No, I will not be bought, <laughs> million dollar man. No entertainment value to this match. Like oh. it just it just it was a depressing match. And as a semi-main event, yeah, of yeah. a WrestleMania, this whole WrestleMania was for one reason, and the it's main the event. main event. Let's hear it. Which, before I get to the main event, this is WrestleMania. The marketing, Six. the package that it's wrapped up in, like leading up to the actual pay-per-view starting, is phenomenal. The marketing, the presentation, phenomenal. 67,000 But then plus. you open up the package to see what's inside and you're just like, wow, this is it. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's crap on the inside pretty much. Like yep. Zero depth. In this pay-per-view, it was all about the main event, which no IC. I Who get. was the IC champion at the time anyway? Where's the Warrior? Where's Warrior? That's right. Yeah, main yeah. event. Sorry. That, yeah, the, I the main event is title for title. That's right. So, having said that, the main event is title for title, the ultimate challenge, Intercontinental title and WWF title on the line. That's a the seller. Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. That's like as soon as you said title versus title, it was like, wow. Yeah. I gotta deal. see this. I gotta watch it. And then you announce Hogan versus Warrior. And you know it's like, oh Jesus, this I can't is, miss this. This is the first time in all of our pay-per-view watching, and so this has been 30 episodes that it's been face versus face in the main event. Yep. This is a groundbreaking. This match. is groundbreaking. Title for title. Title for title. And it's the face two versus face. Biggest Stars besides Vegas the players. Stars. There was no waves during this match. Nope. Nope. Like, the crowd was into the, this. The first note I put was the energy in the arena is amazing. Yeah. Like, unanimous. Yeah. Everyone's on their feet. And that's when I realized. I was like, you know, my guy, Warrior, wasn't the best in-ring performer. But what, what he attracted people with was his look. Yeah. His entrance. His energy. It's you know it's psychologically proven when you have a guy coming out with that kind of music, face paint, he's energetic. You just you get attracted to that, and that's why I love Warrior. And I'm 31, as of us re- you know reviewing this. When I was younger, this was what the match that got me, loving Warrior. I liked them, but this match is what sold me. Where it's like this is my guy. It's polarizing. Like it just he pulls you in. Larger than life, you know. This basically to give some insight here. The, the video game All-Stars, they, they, they made that game yep. for kids. 
and how they describe wrestlers larger than life. That's why Ultimate Warrior was a huge part of that marketing. Because he's larger than life. He's huge. Colorful. And this is a match where people are saying that, you know, sometimes the fans nowadays want the high spots. They want the crazy Daredevil stunts like the Jeff Hardy spots and Ricochet and all them. This match proved you don't need it. They had a test of strength where the fans were standing. Yeah, but you couldn't take this match and bring it into today's day. No, of course not. They'd boo you out the building. They would, but these two, like, they did a test of strength and the fans fed, like... Well, the fans were not sure to test the strength, but it worked for the time. It was great for the time, but you could not take this, you could not take this match and plop it into 2017 and expect it to be good (laughs) because people would be like, this is the biggest horse manure match I've ever seen. Um, But that could be said about a lot of wrestling in the 80s and 90s, to be quite honest. And, you know, just to cover my tracks here, because I'm going to make a statement that could be, you know, seen as a contradiction, but we have made a lot of complaints about wrestles in a lot of matches we've watched. But this match, the rest holds made sense. Yes, yes, they did. Because it's like power versus power, and I just and also because Warrior was, was blown up. From, yeah, he was. He was from he was riding blown. the entire Sky Dome. <laughs> yeah, I was, he, my my guy ran. Yeah. Okay, you guys all use rings. Yeah. He ran. No, no, no. Hoke, my boy walked. <laughs> yeah, he walked. Nice. My guy ran. We're gonna okay. let, let's admit it here. Hogan's smarter than Warrior. I did notice. I did notice one thing. I don't know if you guys noticed this or not. I thought there was a lot of foreshadowing in this match. Did you guys not notice that Hogan was working heel in this match? No. There was a lot of heel. But he, he, he used was heel doing in this match. He used heel tactics a lot at No, but well. it's very noticeable here. Like he's oh, actually I think he's actually testing the waters to see I mean you he does Sorry for the spoiler, but I mean, down the road he ends up coming heel anyways. But whoa, whoa, Dude, that's life changing. But I mean, it, there's just a lot of foreshadowing. There's a lot of manners mannerisms that's in this match that he does that you're going to see later on. So I just thought that was really cool. You know, to be honest, like with the ovation that Warrior was getting, he probably could have won heel. Yep, Hogan wanted to. He probably could have match. He, Hogan wanted to, and he probably could have done good. But, you know, when you have a big match where it's face versus face, one of them will have to do something heelish. No. Yeah. It's just, it's just bound to happen. Um, I loved when Warrior No sold the Hogan body slam. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Just stood it up. And then and then when Warrior slammed Hogan, he sold Hol- it. Hogan sold it. So the whole story of this match was that it was a passing of the torch. There's the young lion taking over the old lion's territory, basically. But at the beginning of the match, too, you, the overall story is you look at both of them and you're just going, uh, who, who's going to win here? You have no idea. And I mean, it's a coin flip. Yep. Because someone's like, got to win, someone's got to lose. If you think how this, like another thing I, I took in this consideration was how the story was built. It was built on miscommunication. It wasn't, yep. it wasn't natural hatred, jealousy. Mm-hmm. It was just, oh, I clotheslined you because I thought you were attacking me. Yep. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And just it just it's such a simple story, but and it's because of the characters that made it so good. What I what I also liked was that uh, Ventura, again, commentators today could take a cue from this. But Ventura, now he rails on Hogan, he rails on Warrior in most every other match. In this match, he didn't do that. He called it straight. 
you don't want to shorten these guys. You want to make them big. Like it, and this is it, prolific. It helped the match. If he was there just cutting them down, it would have hurt the match. Yeah. But he wasn't. You know, he was saying like, "Oh, I love it when these two goodies get get yeah. <laughs> get dirty." And get, love that line. You know, that was good. The goody goodies. The and then and then I like I like how like they were outside the ring and he's like, "Oh, don't end it a count out. We need to see a winner." And they both get in the ring and he's like, "Yes, we get to see a winner. There'll be a winner." And like he was building it up that it was this epic thing, and this was really true at the Michael Cole heel stage where he just buried everything. It didn't yep. matter. He was just trying to get himself over the entire time. And then so, Monsoon also helped build it when he kept saying, "If he gorilla presses Hogan, I'm gonna be impressed." Yep. And he does. Kind of. Sort of. It was a terrible bump. Well, because he yeah. slipped. Well, he slid like, and he like slid down his back. Yeah. And did you notice how like hey, so when you gorilla press? Okay, you got to get on the, you got to lift up on the inside of the guy's thigh, and his chest. Warrior just grabs Hogan's junk <laughs> and his neck, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, "Wow, this has got to make Hogan feel really good." Like yep. just like like great find my balls and then choke me. That's thanks, Warrior. You're a very nice gentleman. <laughs> like holy Whoa, brother, <laughs> like, Jesus. Uh, the ref takes a, a bump. That was an excellent bump. Excellent. Well, Hebner. Yep. You know, he's good at that. And what I liked about it was that both guys got a false finish out of it that they could have been champion. Yeah. Right? Like, Hogan gets Warrior down, and he counts. One, two, three. He should be champion. Then Warrior does something to Hogan. He gets him down. One. Well, Warrior counts faster because he's just Warrior. One, two, three. Oh, I should be champion. Fast count. Warrior, you dick. I also like how there was not many pinfall attempts. That was good. They saved it to the end. Yeah. Well, it's just... It, that's... The whole story of the match was it's, it was even, even Steven all yep. the way through hold yep. for hold. Yep. Until until uh, uh, he does the uh, the ball and neck <laughs> choke. The ball and gag. The ball, the ball and gag <laughs> move. Uh, press slam. So he presses him. <laughs> which was then, impressive. And then Hogan hulks up out of it. Yep. Uh, which leads to him going for the leg drop and he misses it. Which I don't think... Had happened to that point. Never happened. And I don't even think it happens after until he turns heel with the NWO. Like, for real. Like, I don't remember it at all after that. And then Warrior hits the splash. One, two, three. Not a backsplash either. Like, an actual splash. An actual splash. And uh, and one, two, three. And Hogan kicks out just after the three. So that looked looked good. So it was literally like point. Yeah, the slimmest of margins. of a second. Warrior is your new champ. Uh, Hogan gets outside and grabs the belt. You think he's going to hit him? He should have. <laughs> there you have it. He should have. Uh, he does not. He hands him the belt, raises his, uh, raises his arm. And then Warrior does this weird, like, like beat of the chest and like this X to him as Hogan's leaving, like on his chest. Did you see that? Yep. Like, he was like, uh, uh, like, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, are you hurt? Like, what's the X for? <laughs> my, my Are other you favorite thing, your imaginary friend. Yeah, like, like I, I'm, my other favorite thing about the is how they they kept to the the warriors like cosmic powers. Oh, gosh. where he's summoning the powers from this warrior nation. I love when he just does the like he's just he's motioning. It's it's kind of like he did the not come here to do no harm. All he wanted to do was take it to where it should not have been. <laughs> It's kind of like why I liked Ryback for a while because Ryback had that "Feed Me More" chant, which fed him his energy. I've always liked how Warrior did that with the fans, and 
I think my favorite part of this match was either way, the fans went home happy. Yep. Either way, whoever won, the fans were satisfied because that's the one thing about having a face versus face message is like there's going to be a good go home for the fans. And when Warrior won, it was a great like ovation. Yeah. I had goosebumps. I was like, this is like, this was the match I was looking forward when we started this podcast. I could not wait to review this one. Because it's just so much childhood memories, kind of like Savage and Steamboat. Yeah, there's these matches where you just you cannot wait for us to watch again. And they're a really interesting thing too is uh, when Warriors celebrating in the ring, you see Hogan leaving, and they, you've just got this passing well, of the where, where, where does Hogan go from here yep. now? You had that uncertainty about yeah. Hogan, which is another intriguing aspect yeah. that adds to. I'm it. pretty sure he takes off for a bit. He Hogan does. He takes some time off, film a movie or something. Which is cool to see uh, yes. a title versus title and Warrior holding both titles. Yeah, and I'm assuming he has to drop it for a tournament or something. For I forget how he drops it. I think he. I, I think he would have vacated. to drop it because if somebody beat you for the title, like they want the WWF title, <laughs> the Continental. You think your title? I want the IC title. Yeah, exactly. I want to vacate the IC title because you weren't allowed to have both titles. I'm like, well, <laughs> why did you have a title for title match then? If so you just had to. It made it bigger. It so what happened? So okay, well here's the thing. If Hogan won this match and he won the Intercontinental title, he would have had to have vacated it. Yep. <laughs> Warrior probably would have won it back. <laughs> yeah, so you win both titles. But so I understand one. you want to make this match a prolific match with a title versus title, but at the same time, it also makes it irrelevant. Yeah. Well, no, but you couldn't take the IC belt off Warrior leading into this match because it would have harmed his push. Mm-hmm. He needed to be the IC champion because if he got beat before the match, there's doubt. No. He hadn't been beat before the match. So he's got all this momentum. Hogan's the WWF champion that just won the Royal Rumble. There's momentum. Who's going to win? If one of them lost okay, before we'll have them, have him lose the IC belt before uh, Royal Rumble. Or have him not win it back at SummerSlam from Rude because he lost it at Mania last year. Or... But yeah. it happened. I gave this a one. I thought this was a I great match. I gave it match. a one as well. 0. 0.75. Oh, because this boy wasn't in it. That's yeah. no, hey, look, hey, hey. Savage was really it, wasn't, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a great match. It was a good match. I thought 0. 0.75 is a very reasonable mark to give it. Fair enough. It was a good match. All right, we're going to start. This was the ultimate challenge, Ben. That we're gonna it was a good ultimate challenge. We're going to start with uh, what we gave out of 10. Ben, you can go first. Oh, jeez. Can I go last? Yeah, no, you get to go next. <laughs> oh god, I gave it a three point five out of ten. If that sounds really harsh, I'm so sorry, Ben. I gave it a two point five. Well, what you what you wow. give it? Two point five out of ten. I, it, it's kind of yeah. I'm sorry. This was twenty five percent. Good. Yeah. Twenty five percent good. I think you guys are both jerks. I gave it a four point two five out of ten. You guys are mean. You guys <laughs> you are so point seven five higher. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, he's 0.75 more nice than That's because yeah. you gave... Which match did you give 0.5 to again? Where we were just like, what? Well, I gave 0.25 to Rick Rude and Snooki. <laughs> well, okay, well... I gave, I gave, uh, I gave uh, 0.5 to the Heart Foundation Bolsheviks. You guys yelled at me. You guys, well, just, you guys yelled at me a lot. I just well, remember that. It was a pretty heart attack. <laughs> you gave Snooki in the heart. I don't understand. I don't make that sound. <laughs> On that note... Oh, jeez. Tune in on Wednesday, December 13th, 
when we fast forward to our next rewind, WCW Capital Com- Combat 1990. What's the main event for that one? <laughs> for like the 17th time, Flair versus Luger. Because yes. why not? And also, just so you all can get excited and you all should watch this, it's the return of RoboCop. 